Okay, here we go with the round five player ratings video. Uh, after a loss, uh, I found a lot of these ratings to be very similar. Uh, I broke it down a little bit differently, not differently this week, but I, I, I was, um, you know, the question on my mind was, you know, did so-and-so do their job? Did they, you know, win or lose their battle? And that's really gonna be the basis of how I see and how I rate today. And, and obviously, as always, just a reminder, it's just one person's opinion. And the beauty of this is we'll, we'll have this, look at the comments, refine it, see, uh, see where the discussion points are, and then we can, we can talk a little bit more about them maybe on the Monday show. So in the back line, let's start there. The way the team was named, Plowman, Jones, and Simo. Plowman, um, yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, one of those classic Plowman games. You know, he has uh, three or four or five minutes and then certain moments which don't look pretty good and then you can tell otherwise he, you know, he's playing a role for the side. He, he won a fair chunk of the ball and as, as most of the defenders did and reason being because we, we had far too many, um, you know, entries in there. The pressure wasn't there on, on the mids and, you know, our defenders were under, were under some heat. Um, you know, he cops, yeah, he's a whipping boy. He, I saw a lot of, you know, he needs to be dropped. He's a disgrace. Um, it was very thick and emotive language with Plowman. I didn't see it that way. Um, I, I saw him make some mistakes. I saw him be a product of the entire defense. And that was a disorganized defense. That was a defense that, um, you know, was under the pump due to the, the ball coming in, uh, not the way that we would have liked. And even when they needed to win their one-on-one -on -one battles, a lot of them made their mistakes. And if you're going to pin someone for those high-profile mistakes, I think you need to pin Liam Jones because some of the kicking across goal was um, was very poor. But Lockie Plowman, overall, I, I mean, at the end of the day, he, he had a role on Marsh. Did he do that well? Yeah, I think, he, I think he did. I think he did his role pretty well on Marsh. He made some mistakes. He's a product of his environment in that defense. And I thought our defense really let us down last night. So I'm giving Plowman a four. Jonesy, yeah, two really, really costly turnovers. And I listened to David Teague's press conference after the game. They asked him about some of these kicking skills. And, and Teague said he backs him in to make those kicks. I don't know if the kick across goal is a kick that we want to be making. You know, the Saints set up perfectly last night. They didn't let us use that switch that we have been doing pretty well with this group. Um, I thought uh, Liam Jones found a way after the two shocking mistakes to, to to impact. And, you know, he had 11 marks. You know, as a, as a defender, that's that's really impressive. Um, but ultimately, you know, he, he, made, he made some really costly errors at the costly times of the game. You know, when the game was there to be won or lost, he... You know, he didn't, he didn't perform at his best. And, you know, very similar to a plowman. He's a byproduct of a defense that wasn't very good last night. So I'm going to give him a four as well. Simo, I thought Simo, you know, he won his fair share of the ball last night, which I guess from a, from a certain standpoint is pleasing. Uh, I found myself last night when I was watching Simo, I found myself saying, gee, he looks slow. You know, some of the contests that he was getting to, it was just really slow and obviously you know he doesn't have pace anymore and that's okay we, we know what stage of career of his career that he's at um but again very similar to the other two I, I mean i i thought he i thought he lost his battle um i know he won a lot of the ball um and you know last week i was very stat centric and so maybe maybe i should be giving him uh, a little bit more of a a little bit more of, um, I guess, credit for that. He, he did kick the ball at a pretty pretty high efficiency. I'm, I'm only going to give him just a bare pass, Mark. I think because he was able to generate some some offense for us. But um, I'm, I'm not going to lie when I say that when I watched him play last night, I started seeing 
moments of real, yeah, just just slow. Um, and you know, we love Simo. Obviously, grateful for every game he plays. But you know, if if there is someone in the in the reserves, and th and this is what I've said all year. I want by the end of this year, as much as the fairy tale of Simo playing in our premiership side is there, I want somebody who's coming up to absolutely push him out of the side. Maybe that won't happen this year with, with Newman out for the season, but I think it would be a sign of growth for the football club if we had someone else, I don't know who it is down there in the twos and the practice matches, uh, to really take over and, and force him out because it would just mean the takeover is there. And, you know, the football club comes first for me, but um, this isn't a knock on Simo. This is just more, I'm thinking about our footy club moving forward. So Simo, a pass mark, you know, just. Uh, Doherty, yeah, I thought uh, I thought the Saints nailed that match up perfectly. They put Geary on him and, and made him accountable. And um, a lot of talk throughout the week about Jack Noons playing this 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 midfield role where he goes back and allows Doherty to get free. I think we can I think we can put that to bed now. So yeah, I, I thought Doc was um, you know he still won a fair his fair share of the ball. He still drove the ball forward for us. He didn't hit that 500 mark. I think it was 385 meters gained. So yeah, there was work put into him. Uh, did he did he win his battle his personal battle on the night? Um, probably not his direct matchup. That's for sure. But I thought he still won enough of the ball. He had the 20 touches, took the eight marks, um, had a shot on goal, which was a beautiful kick, just didn't kick it. And obviously this season, you know, I know he's had an amazing start to the season, but this season always has always has been about, let's just get him through the year. He's coming off the two knees. And so I found myself going back to that mindset with him. So it's, it's just a pass mark for me, but you know, I, I could be being a little bit too nice to him because of the fact that the matchup was there. But uh, yeah, I still thought I saw enough from him. Wiedering, you know, we you know we talked him up, and you know he's had a fantastic start to the year. And and like I said last week, there's still going to be hiccups. There's still speed bumps. What I did enjoy about his game last night. Well, let's start with what happened. I thought I thought King, you know, the, the, that kid, whoo, that reach. No one's going to stop that. If he's reaching as high as he's reaching. Very few defenders are going to be able to stop that. I thought King's first mark and goal was interesting. He absolutely threw Jacob Wiedering into the ground. Now, I wasn't sure if if Wiedering sort of flopped and played for the free kick. I don't think Wiedering's that type of player, um, but he literally just was thrown to the ground. And, um, you know, King got free for the goal, and he, he took another one as well. And uh, what Wiedering has been able to do, and this was even evident last year, if you go back to the Adelaide game, Tex Walker kicks two early goals and then doesn't kick any more than that. And that's really what it's got to be for Jacob Wiedering. He, he, I don't, I don't feel like there'll be too many games this year where someone kicks four or five on him. And, and fair play to him for not allowing King to go on with his game. He did have two very impressive goals uh, and they were directly on Wiedering, but Wiedering did allow, did not allow him to continue on with that. Um, you know, King's had five touches and he's kicked two goals. So, you know, as a matchup, you you probably just take that. Um, but having said that, from what I've seen from Wieders this year and the heights that he has reached, um, I thought he was again a, a byproduct of a, of a losing defence and a disorganised defence. And uh, for that reason, I'm going to give him a four. He's he's raised the bar, and you know, I'm judging him accordingly now. Samo. Um, Said it last week, and I probably went. I probably gave in to the um, to the comments last week, and you know the job he did on Tipper was fantastic. I didn't see him do a specific lockdown job last night, and if he did, I don't think he he did it well. 
Um, he is, you know, there, there is an offensive flair that we all want to see from Samo. My understanding of when he was put back down across half-back was that we want someone who can uh, generate attack for us moving forward to help out with what Doc can do and I guess maybe even be a, a Simo replacement type role. And uh, Samo, early, you know, first quarter yesterday, I noted him down. There were two, two specific marks where he was just caught behind, behind his man. Um, the second one, uh, I think it was to, I can't remember who it was, but uh, the St. Kilda player kicked it off to another St. Kilda player. So Samo was sort of let off the hook that the shot on goal didn't come. But, um, you know, it set the tone. And his defensive work there wasn't good. Um, I thought his offensive work suffered because of it. You know, is, is it a case of he's focusing now too much on this defensive role that he's lost his offensive flair? And it kind of reminds me of Bryce Gibbs a little bit. You know, a midfielder that we draft who we put across half back so we can find some ball, find some form, generate some attack for us. And then all of a sudden he's left in this, is he a half backer? Is he, a, is, he, is he a midfielder? Is he an attacking player? Is he a defending player? Um, you know, he's working through it, obviously. This is part of his development. But uh, for me, knowing the preseason he had and knowing the first game that he had, I just feel like I'm not seeing what I think he's capable of. And, and that's just that's just being honest honest to how I see him and, and you know, because I see him as a really special talent. So for that reason, he's also getting a four. Uh, in the center line, Murphy, Cripps, and Walsh. Murphy, um, you know, he wasn't. It wasn't a wasn't a great game from Murph. You know, he did have the tackles. He laid the three tackles. He got around. You know, had his moments. And you know, I just thought he was part of a part of a losing a losing section of the ground. And you know, he, he was reported. I spoke about it in my review. That was absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not even going to give it any attention in terms of should he get a week or should he not. Um, if he gets a week, there'll be, there'll be anarchy in the Carlton uh, internet fraternity. So let's see how that goes. But you know, ultimately, you know, Murph was was probably down in his output. I'm I'm going to give him a four for his game. Cripps was next. Uh, Cripps's opponent was the best on ground. He lost his battle the way I saw it. It was important for him to respond after half time after such a poor first half and. Listen, with Cripps, I just feel like he's got to go back to the basics and what made him a great player, that brute strength. You know, when when, when Steele's putting the body pressure on him, you know, maybe in that situation, you don't go with strength on strength. Maybe you've got to be on the move. Cameron Ling made an interesting comment. Obviously, he's a he was one of the all-time great taggers in the game, and he was saying, as a tagger, what you hate is when your opponent is always on the move, whereas Cripps tries to wrestle and then get the ball. So that's maybe something for Cripps to, to think about, but... End of the day, let's look at the first quarter. When the game was there to be won, and it was important to get off to a good start, he had zero tackles in the first quarter and three possessions, and Jack still had nine possessions and three tackles. So let's let's start there. You know, let's start there. Bring the tackle heat. You are six foot four. You are our captain of our football club, and and you needed to lift. So fair play to him for lifting in that second second half. But ultimately. It was junk time. Um, I think the third quarter, you probably could, you didn't you, you know that's not junk time. That's there still to be won. But in that fourth quarter, he kicked a nice goal, but it's going to be forgotten about because it comes in a in a losing effort. And so, for that reason, I thought he was he lost his battle on the night. I'm going to give him a four as well. While she sort of back to though back to that mm, not as prolific performance. He had a nightmare of a kick. I think it was in the fourth quarter. 
directly to a Saints player who kicked a goal. Um, you know, that's okay. I mean, Teague, Teague spoke about it afterwards as well. Again, these kicks that he backs our players to make, um, he wants us to play with that offensive flair. And if we go into our shells and just do the old down the line kick, um, you know, we're not going to develop. So, yeah, overall, I thought Walsh, it was a loss. What did he have in the tackle count? It was a zero. So that for me is poor. Um, still, you know, 20 years old. So happy birthday to him for yesterday. But yeah, just it wasn't a win. You know, it wasn't a win for Walshie on the night. So I'm also going to give him a four. Mitch McGovern. So the forward, half forward line, McGovern, Casbolt, and Martin. Mitch McGovern, very poor. Uh, he set up a goal for Noons in the fourth quarter. And that was kind of it. Um, I thought the effort of the first quarter to get a hand on that ball was, was just stiff. You know, the ball bounces back up and goes in for a goal. I'm not going to blame him for that. But, you know, the forwards uh, suffered, all three of them. They suffered from um, the fact that it didn't work, the three of them. Um, they didn't have a synergy about them. Uh, the ball going inside 50 was poor. And they just out of form for, for last night anyway. So uh, I thought Mitch was, was, <clears throat> was poor last night. I, I mean... I didn't see him offer too much, you know. You know, obviously not not at the game, so I can't see much of his work rate. I can't see much uh, of what's going on there. So, uh, you know, I, I gave him a two for his game because I just he is the big investment. He is not just a you know a little role player. You know, we need him to lift in that forward line. At the moment, Levi's the best out of the three. And at the moment, he's the one that doesn't have the benefit of being the future of the club and the big investment in the club. So, um, yeah, it was a two. It is what it is. You know, we've got to move on. Uh, I'm sure he'll be okay because he showed some good signs in the previous two weeks. But, you know, we need him to be better than what he was last night. Levi, uh, I gave him a three. I thought he was only slightly better, um, you know, because he obviously has a role that he can play in the ruck. But... Not a good night for Levi Casbolt. Not at his best. He's, he's had a really good start to the season, so we're very excited about that and, and happy for him. But, you know, last night wasn't his night. Um, you know, that the, the shot, shot on goal early, beautiful, beautiful setup, but uh, just just didn't work. And uh, one thing about Levi, you know, when we do have the three talls there, uh, there isn't a specific uh, target on Levi's head to kick him the ball apart from that first one. And I, I think he suffered from that. And... Is it a case of the three tools not working? I don't know. Um, end of the day, the coaches will live and die by their decisions. They want to work with this three tall attack. And so we're just going to have to wait and see how it how it eventuates. So yeah, I thought Levi was no good. I thought he, he lost his lost his personal battle um, in, in terms of what he had to do for the game. And for that reason, I'm giving him a three. Jack Martin, I thought he was our best player on the night. Everything was there. Attack on the footy, spread, you know, nine nine marks, tackles, three. Uh, you know, he just he's a, he's a goer. He's an absolute goer. And you know, last week I spoke about how he was a little down on, on the week before, and you know, it was important for him to make sure that that down game last week didn't become two weeks in a row. And I thought he did that very well. Um, I gave him an eight for his game. It was hard to give someone an eight for the game, but I, I really did believe that he deserved it. Um, so well done to Jack Martin. It was it was a really Really good performance, and it, be, it continues to become a story of a good, really good recruit for us. So really pleased with that. Forward line, we've got Eddie Betts, Harry Mackay, and Gibbons. Betts, um, you know, yeah, kicked kicked the goal, which was nice. And it was it was uh, the goal he kicked in the first quarter was. I remember it happening, and I remember saying, you know, we just 
haven't had someone that could do that at ground level since Eddie was here. And so that was pleasing, but again, ultimately, you know, seven touches, two tackles and a goal. It's, you know, we, I've spoken about it all year. What are we gonna get? Somewhere between that eight to 10, and he might get one, two or three shots on goal. So yeah, having said that, it still wasn't, still wasn't uh, you know, a, a great performance. I'm gonna give him a four as well. Harry Mackay, you know, he's, he's obviously not playing well. He's out of form, but let's look at it this way. Is Harry Mackay playing like a guy that missed a huge chunk of the preseason? Yes. Um, is Harry Mackay playing like a guy that, you know, has got no continuity in this season coming in and out of the side? Yes. Um, the question then becomes, you know, do you persist with him? Do you play him in the reserve, in the practice matches? You know, are these 12 on 12 or 16 on 16 matches enough for someone like a Harry Mackay to develop? And you weigh that up against, well, hang on, he's the future. You've got to get games into him, but then He's not playing well, he's got to earn it. So, you know, the, the, it's, I'm somewhere there. I don't know where the coaches are. Based on what Tiggy said last night, it would seem like Harry's gonna get another crack at it next week because he alluded to the fact that this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to make the three, the three forward setup work. So, um, you know, having said that, it, it wasn't a good game from Harry last night. I'm giving him a two as well with Mitch McGovern. Gibbons is next. Um, I. I initially, I didn't think it was a very good game. I went back and looked through it and it was gee, barely a pass mark, but I'll give him that. He he did kick a goal and the game was, we had to keep coming at this point when he kicked his goal and he did and, you know, it was it was, it was was barely enough, but I, I did find a way to, to give him a bare pass mark. So it's a five for me. Pitternet, so we've got the, the, the followers, Pitternet, Cunningham and Kerno. I thought Pitternet was was beaten on the night by Marshall, and I thought this was one of the few occasions this season that I think is going to happen, whereby, you know, competing is, is all good and well, but he's just going to be outclassed. And I thought Rowan Marshall outclassed him. Uh, Pitternet did win the hitouts to advantage stat, but ultimately I thought he was beaten on the night. Um, and you know, with with my ratings, I sort of try and look at well, what is this particular player there for? And we know he's there to compete. Did he compete? I thought he did compete. Uh, I thought he did that. Uh, it's 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 a bare pass mark for me. It's a straight five for me. Um, you know, we we don't expect him or need him to be a superstar, um, but we do need him to compete, and I I do see him doing that. So fair play there. Connors is next, and you know it was it was the game that I you know I spoke about in my review last week that I just didn't want to see this week. You know, after such a a big rise in his form. I didn't want to see him drop back down to these, you know, 12 possession sort of game. Um, but having said that, I'm pleased to see that, I can see that we're trying to, to, to shift the responsibility onto Cunners, onto Setterfield, onto Gibbons. I, I'm actually seeing that and I'm pleased with that. And I thought uh, Cunners was just one of those three who just didn't, you know, this is gonna be part of their learning now being able to take the responsibility of the midfield when Cripps isn't going well, can you step up week to week? And um, he didn't do it too much last night. I didn't think he was poor, but I just didn't think he was as good as last week. So uh, I thought, you know, again, a midfield who was second to the ball, you know, you know, so he's a product of that. So I gave him a four for his game. Ed Kerno, I saw his game very similar. Um, I thought, 
you know, it was kind of neither here or there. He won, he won a, he won a fair share of the ball, but I thought his kicking at certain times was pretty poor, and and for that reason, I'm, I'm also going to grade him as a four as well. We go to the interchange bench. We go to Williamson, we go to Noons, we go to Setterfield and Philp. Williamson, I saw him cop quite a bit of quite a bit of hate last night. I was quite surprised. I thought he's I thought some of his kicking and the way that we set up and the way that we moved the ball was really impressive. And uh, there was a certain pickup in the first quarter, which was very crucial, and he made it and it got us going. Um, I was I'm, I'm happy for him because I'm you know this is where he's come. You got to think about where he's come back from. I think that was game number 19 for him. Um, He's coming back from his journey. He's had the 10 touches. He's won himself three free kicks. Um, I thought he was okay last night. Uh, I, there were some errors late in the game where you just saw he, you know, he fucked up. I remember there was one where he punched the ground, and um, you know he, he's going to make mistakes. But um, yeah, I saw enough there to, to sort of say to myself, "That's all right, young fella. We've got to keep persisting because he's he's got that determination. He's got that grit, but he's just." You know, he, we don't need him to step up, step up in that defence. We need the others to step up to allow him to grow. So uh, I'm giving him a six for his game, um, taking into the context what he is and where he is in his career and and, and those sort of things. Jack Noons, uh, again, I spoke last week about not really understanding his role on the side. Plenty of talk this week. Uh, you know, Dan and I had a good chat about it on Monday on on the show, and Dan was talking about, you know. Uh, we look at Noons, and he's one of those players that can go back and, and be a relief for Doc. Well, he wasn't that last night because, uh, you know, Doc clearly had a role. Uh, someone had a role on Doc, and I didn't see Noons affect that. Uh, again, maybe I wasn't at the game, so maybe I, I missed out on that. I thought, if anything, Jones helped Doc, Doc out more than what Noons did. Um, you know, the stats will say a 14-possession, one-goal game. Nice goal, nice kick. It was obviously... <laughs> you know, it was it was done and dusted. So I don't want to take the gloss off it, but it kind of didn't mean much. Um, you know, he's winning a, a good chunk of the ball, but he didn't use it very well, and it was what it was. I, I just didn't I just didn't see him as a winner on the night. So I'm giving him a four. Uh, Setterfield, I, I thought it was a very important game for Setterfield because you know I remember last year there was those exact shots on goal that he had the snaps on goal. He was missing him, and I remember going to an open training session late last year, and I remember him practicing those exact shots with Severio Rocca, and um, it was actually right before the Adelaide game where he kicked the winner. Um, and so it was pleasing to see him finish those goals, and as a midfielder, that is so important for him. Uh, good confidence boost for him. Was he part of a midfield that lost on the night? Yes, he was, um, but he was able to go forward and hit the scoreboard twice, and he also had another shot on goal from about 50, which was a beautiful kick. It just fell short. And so I think if I had to sort of rank, you know, the three of them that we're giving that responsibility to, the Setterfields, the Gibbons, and the Cunninghams, it's probably that order for last night for me. So um, well done to Setters. I'm going to give him a seven for his game. Uh, one of the few that gets above a five. And finally, Philpy, uh, you, know, it was, you know, well done to the young fella. He came in. It was a good opportunity for him to, to build off last week. He got his goal. Um, I'm noticing, I noticed him last night, just there. Pressure was there, thereabouts. He was, you know, kind of not where the ball was, but he was put, applying that pressure. Is it going to be enough to keep him in the side? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, but it was a step forward from the week before, which I think was the most pleasing thing. So it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, okay, well, he was better than last week. Can he go up again next week? So we'll keep him in. Or 
you know, not good enough, Fisher, you know, that was the original selection, so do we go with Fisher? Um, but that's it, I, I'm gonna give him a, I'll give him a four for his game, very close to a pass mark, but, um, you know, obviously it's not a, you know, don't take any of my less than fives as a, you know, an attack on a player, don't take it personally. It's just, you know, that's just the way I saw it. But anyway, having said that, what about you? Where are the ratings sit with you guys? Um, what are you seeing out there? Uh, were there any controversial ones out there? Do, anything you you think I missed? Let me know in the comments below. Um, I love the I love I love reading them. And I love engaging with them, and I love seeing the game from a different point of view because I see it from my point, um, and everyone sees it from a different perspective. Whether you've been a player, a coach, you know, a fan who's watched you know decades of footy. Uh, it's all very interesting to me, and uh, I'm all I'm all I'm all ears and I'm all eyes, I guess, because uh, I'll be reading them, and I'm keen to learn a little bit more about about the game and about our game style and about how everyone sees the game. So with that, we move forward. Go the mighty blues. <laughs>